0: Michael McDowell puts on a masterclass at the Indianapolis Road Course, getting his second career win, first win of 2023, and catapulting himself into the NASCAR playoffs. The playoff bubble, blown to pieces today, and Michael McDowell, um, just what a win, and what a drive, what a race. Really good race today, a race that only saw one caution, and it proved that... NASCAR races and road course races especially can be good with no stage yellows the only caution in this race lap two when Joey Logano sent Justin Haley into the tire barriers but a ton of action to talk about the cat and mouse game late McDowell versus Elliott can Elliott get around the lap cars Daniel Suarez basically taking lessons from 2311 and just throwing his race um, into the trash compactor a race that only took two hours nine minutes and 58 seconds that has to be one of if not the fastest cup race in history um just wild at the least in the modern era but Michael McDowell gets the win and like I said the playoff bubble guys blown up Bubba Wallace loses over half his lead and uh, Bubba he's ahead of McDowell he's ahead of Stenhouse in the regular season but now he's plus 28 on Daniel Suarez for the final spot Ty Gibbs now minus 49 Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman despite both having top five days are both 80 points out AJ Almondinger came in with a chance to maybe point his way in over these last few races, but a horrid day for that 16 team puts him back. But um, we'll talk about the playoff grid a little bit later. I want to start first though. With Michael McDowell. And I know the broadcast mentioned this a little bit, but Michael McDowell is a guy that kind of rose through trucks and Xfinity. His only good opportunity really in the early years of his career was when Kyle Busch got suspended at Texas in 2010. He was able to run the 18 for one race, finishing the mid-20s. His most notable moment from the early years of his career was that qualifying flip at Texas in 2008. Was running for premium motorsports, Phil Parsons racing, wasn't running for any good teams, wasn't doing Really much of anything in terms of competitiveness, um, and then he goes over to Front Row Motorsports in 2018, right? And they have an okay, you know, first two three years. They have some good runs along the way, but 2021 he wins the Daytona 500. It has a solid year overall, right? They make the playoffs. A crash though in the Southern 500 kind of puts him in a must-win scenario. They can't make the second round, but still, you won the Daytona 500. You made the postseason. Good year. Last year, even though he didn't win, even though he didn't make the playoffs, he came on really strong in the second half of the year, had a career year with Crew Chief Blake Harris. That 34 car was very fast, especially at the road courses, nearly won Sonoma last year, and just had overall a very solid season. Coming into this year, expectations were sky high, but... Those expectations took a bit of a hit. Blake Harris goes over to Alex Bowman in the 48 team. So now you're with new crew chief, Travis Peterson. He worked with Hendrick Motorsports, but he's kind of unknown. He hasn't won any huge races, isn't a championship-winning crew chief. And while they struggled a bit out of the gates... The last 10, 12 weeks, that 34 car has been one of the best cars each and every week. It might not be always in winning contention, but he's been getting top 15s, getting a ton of top 10s recently, putting it all together, came into this race though, outside of the playoff pick, or, or barely, or yeah, barely outside of the playoff picture. Three points out, Ty Gibbs knocked him out after Michigan, you're thinking, okay, three races. Two road courses and a super speedway right in Michael McDowell's wheelhouse. What can he do? How well will he run? Will he get stage points? Could he be in contention to win? And today, he dominated this race. He led a career high in laps. I'm not sure how many he led. I think it was like 47, 48, somewhere around that. It was him, Daniel or Chase Elliott that was going to win this race. That was pretty evident from stage one onwards. Those were easily the best three cars. We'll talk about them in a second, but Michael McDowell put on a masterclass of the Indianapolis Road Course today. You wanna go study in the future, watch how you run this race course. This is how you do it. Michael McDowell, he didn't get flustered either on the last couple laps when Elliott was gaining, and this could have been a much better race if Elliott had gotten around those lap cars a little bit sooner, but Michael McDowell, just calm, cool, collected, cool as a cucumber inside that 34 Mustang and brings home his first win of the year, second career win, and puts himself in the playoffs. We all thought he could make it on points. I wasn't sure if he was going to win or not, but I definitely thought these next two weeks were his best chance. And now instead of worrying about points, now instead of worrying about being in a must win, next week, yeah, they could go for some stage points, up their regular season standing a bit, maybe go for a stage uh, win, but they're free to do whatever crazy strategy next week at Watkins Glen and two weeks from now on Saturday night at Daytona to go for the win. Go for those extra playoff points. Realistically? Michael McDowell could have two or three wins if he sweeps the next two weeks going into the playoffs. So, this 34 team has a lot of speed. And if they can manage to get to the round of 12, which is going to be very, very difficult, they can absolutely make the round of eight. You think I sound crazy? Charlotte Roval. McDowell's great on road courses. Talladega. Anything can happen, but he's very solid on super speedways and nearly won there in the fall of 2021. In Texas, anything can happen at Texas. So, Um, Michael McDowell is a playoff dark horse for sure. Um, Chase Elliott man what a drive and just not enough. Nine tenths of a second back he gave it all he had those last few laps couldn't get around some lap cars and just ultimately didn't have what Michael McDowell did. Uh, I, I don't think in car or driver today. Chase Elliott, made, make no mistake about it, is very good, especially on road courses. He looked like old Chase Elliott today. He looked like championship contending Chase Elliott. But if he doesn't get a win next weekend at Watkins Glen or the following Saturday night at Daytona, he's not making the playoffs. But this race does give me a lot more confidence in him next weekend at the Glen. Now, he's going to have to go through McDowell, Kyle Larson, Daniel Suarez, Tyler Reddick, he's going to have to go through a lot of good cars next weekend to win at Watkins Glen, but if he can get that done next weekend, I wouldn't be surprised. I still don't think he's going to make the playoffs. I don't think he wins next week. I don't think he wins at Daytona, but you never know. That nine car was very, very fast today. Daniel Suarez, this one's going to sting at the least for the points. I mean, he could have got another point getting around Chase Elliott. Would have been around Chase Elliott trying to hunt down uh, Michael McDowell, which he did. He cut down that gap like a little under four seconds from the time that he came off pit road but the problem with pit road a mistake a 20 second long pit stop the air hose caught under the left front tire a slow pit stop they had to come jack the car up on the left side and daniel suarez ends up in third on a day where he had a second place race car in my opinion i think that car was better than elliot especially as the race went on gave elliot a big tap um going through one of those corners to get around him a guy that wasn't in a must win coming into this weekend was minus five two great weeks in a row though but you look at weekends like michigan where Trackhouse just didn't have much speed weekends like pocono where he was wrecked early and you say what could have been on the points end for daniel suarez as he is now the first man out of the playoffs barely trailing bubba wallace Tyler Reddick in fourth today. He was my win pick. I know I didn't do a cup pre-race show or cup pre-race podcast this week, so you guys didn't know my win pick, unfortunately, but we're back to normal coverage. Uh, but Tyler Reddick, um, fourth place, a great run, and I think he, I'm not, he's not my win pick for Watkins Glen, but he will be very competitive at Watkins Glen. Reddick, especially this year at 23 has been fantastic on the road courses. Alex Bowman, fifth, we talked about a little bit earlier, but Michael McDowell's crew chief was Blake Harris, and Blake Harris is now the crew chief for Alex Bowman. So they had a great start to the year, had some penalties, the back injury, and and Bowman's season kind of went down in a downward spiral. But weekends like Michigan, Pocono, where they had good speed and just couldn't finish. Today they finished a good run, and he's still in a must-win, but he can do it. I mean, Daytona, it's a possibility. Watkins Glen, anything can happen there, so... As a Bowman fan, it made me feel a little bit better to see him actually finish off a good day. Chase Briscoe in sixth. Good run for the hometown guy. Martin Truex, a very quiet seventh. Kyle Larson, a very quiet eighth. I'll just let you in on a little secret here. He is my uh, early week win pick for next weekend's race at Watkins Glen. He's won two in a row there, and he's going to be a very strong contender along with teammate Chase Elliott. Speaking of Martin Truex, his regular season points lead is now 60 over Denny Hamlin. We're going to talk about the third-place guy in the regular season points, William Byron, in a little bit. Chris Trebell, a solid day in ninth. SVG, Shane Van Gisbergen in 10th, was 19th in the truck race at IRP. I said in the post-race show, eh, kind of disappointing, but, you know, I get it. Oval debut today was really solid, but just didn't have that winning speed. Had a very fast race car, qualified in 8th, finished his 10th. Good day for SVG, but... um, not quite the way a lot of people thought it would be. I didn't think he'd get a win. I thought this was where he would run today, and he had a very solid day. Chris Buescher in the 11th is just a model of consistency on the road courses. I feel like he hasn't finished outside the top 12 at 1 in forever. He will definitely be a contender, if not for the win, for a top 10 or top 5 next weekend at the Glen. Ty Gibbs battles back to finish 12th, was involved in an incident early, and while the point situation is muddled with McDowell winning, this is still a race and an experience for Ty Gibbs that he can take into next year and many playoff battles to come, but he still has a chance. I think, I mean, he's nearly won the Glenn last year in Xfinity, did win the Glen in 2021 in Xfinity, in Daytona, anything can happen, so he could still be a contender to win one of these next two races and make the playoffs, but today, a good day, all things considered. Ryan Blaney, 13th and a day that didn't come without controversy. We're going to talk about A.J. Allmendinger a little later on in the show, but uh, Blaney just punted Allmendinger on accident, locked up the tires and, you know, wrecked him. Ended a day for Allmendinger that already wasn't going well. Um, but Blaney in 13th. William Byron, 14th. The top 15 for them should feel like a win for that 24 team. Started the weekend off on the wrong foot. Uh, Failed inspection three times. Wasn't allowed to qualify. Wasn't allowed to make their pit stall selection. Had to serve a pass-through, but... If anyone got saved by that lap two caution, it was Willie B. He only ends up 14th, but a day that could have been a lot worse for William Byron had that early caution not come out, and he would have been you know, last, basically, or third or fourth to last if this race did go green. Austin Sendrick, decent day in 15th. Austin Dillon in 16th. Ross Chastain, 17th. Daniel Suarez has been the best trackhouse card car the last four or five weeks, and I know Chastain was good at Michigan, but not quite as good as Suarez. It's worrying me, and I know we're kind of in that summer slog, not quite to the postseason, but races like Pocono, New Hampshire, Richmond today, where that one car just shows no speed, is a little bit worrying. Bubba Wallace in 18th. Now, he did a fine job today. He didn't earn stage points, but he comes home with a solid top 20, but he loses... Over half of his points gap. Came in plus 58. You're thinking, oh, he's fine. New winner. Changes everything. Next weekend at Watkins Glen. Daytona, always a good track for him. But next weekend at Watkins Glen, if I'm Booty Barker, especially considering guys like Suarez, Gibbs, are likely going to be up there fighting for stage points in the win, I'm going to do everything in my power to get stage points next week Next week, if I'm Bubba. Of course, anything at the Glen can happen on late restarts, but if I'm Booty Barker in the 23 team get stage points next next week if at all possible qualifying next weekend for that 23 team huge denny hamlin 19th one stage two uh but he and the 20th place finisher brad kazowski both on a strategy kazowski's goal was to outpoint kevin harvick so that if we do get two three new winners kazowski would be the last man in on points and he does that he now jumps above kevin harvick um not in the regular season but on the playoff grid or no actually never mind harvick's is plus two on Kozlowski because of the Pit stops late, but Kozlowski did a solid job today. Got stage points right there. He and Harvick, that'll be an interesting kind of mini battle within the race to watch next week. Harrison Burton, 21st. Brody Kostecki made a debut that probably sh- would have been SVG's debut if not for the, all the wacky Chicago weather, but 22nd for him. Kevin Harvick, 23rd. Mike Rockefeller ends up 24th. He was around the 30s late, but comes home, solid finish, especially considering he didn't know he was driving this car till Monday, and he'll be back in at Watkins Glen next weekend. Ricky Stenhouse had some run-ins with Jensen Button and some other folks today, 25th. He also just... slammed into Komai Kobayashi for no reason going into turn one so I don't think he's very happy with his day today. and if he was racing for points if he hadn't won Daytona he'd be on the playoff cut line only plus 10 to Daniel Suarez Michael McDowell uh, is tied with him in the regular season Bubba Wallace 18 points above him in the regular season A.J. Allmendinger, 26th, huge, huge missed opportunity for him. Next weekend at the Glen, he was second in that race a year ago to Kyle Larson. He'll be looking for a win, and he'll need a win. Um, Allmendinger is now, what, minus 87? Yeah, he's going to need a win. Uh, frustrating day, like I said, got wrecked by Blaney, went to the gravel trap. Um, just a bad day for A.J. Almendinger. Ty Dillon, 27th. Jensen Button, 28th. Got knocked around a little bit today. Corey LaJoy did as well. He ends up 29th. Or he knocked around Josh Balicki. Andy Lally in 30th. He had a run-in with Stenhouse. Ryan Priest, 31st in a cool-looking Purdue University scheme, but didn't have a very good run. Josh blicky got wrecked by LaJoy, 32nd. Komoy Kobayashi got wrecked by Stenhouse, 33rd. Joey Liano, 34th. Just a bad day, really, for Penske in terms of wrecking people. Um, he wrecked Haley on lap two, sent him hard into the tire barrier. Thankfully, he was okay, but... Yeah, not the way Logano wanted to start his race off. Eric Jones, 35th, had some transmission and engine issues. Kyle Busch also was running top five. I thought he'd be a contender to win the race this weekend, and he was. Running the top five would have been a player late, but valve stem issue on that car sets him back to 36th. Todd Gillen, 37th, had pretty good contact, overcorrected, getting loose. Uh, Frustrating day for the guy in the 38th car who finished top five here. Here we go. Justin Haley, 38th wrecked by Logano early and then Eric Amarola 39th I saw his car sitting on pit road before the checkered flag even flew that was a little confusing I guess he was just out last couple laps I mean he was horrendously slow uh, got lapped a few times actually before the race ended so something amiss obviously on that car Martin Truex really just has to not DNF the next two weeks to win the regular season title, but obviously the fight for the points is down around the bubble. Bubba Wallace, the last man in now, plus 28 over Daniel Suarez. Ty Gibbs is minus 49. So really the point fight is between Suarez and Bubba, and you might say 28 points, that's not very intriguing, but going to Watkins Glen, road courses are Daniel Suarez's strong suit. Super speed, or road courses are Bubba Wallace's weakness. Super speedways, Bubba Wallace's strong point. For Daniel Suarez, super speedways are kind of hit or miss. So the next two weeks, very you know varying degrees of, of difficulty, I guess. And if we get another new winner, guys, Bubba Wallace would be on the outside looking in. So like worst-case scenario for him today. I mean, he didn't lose any more points. Next weekend, just do what you did here, but try to get stage points. And if there is a late restart, dive bomb, dive bomb, dive bomb. Get every spot that you can. They all matter. Um... If we're looking at the fight for like the top 10 to get some points, extra playoff points, Kyle Busch is actually 11th in the regular season, even though I believe he has either the most or second-most top 10s in the field. He's 5-back of Chris Buescher for 10th, 6-back of Blaney for 9th, and 15-back of Kislowski for 8th. Then he's 16-back of Chastain for 7th, 17-back of Harvick for 6th, and then Kyle Larson, he is... uh, Let's see here. He would be... Thirty-eight back of Larson for fifth. So. The fight from like 6th to 11th or 12th for the regular season is really intriguing. Logano is kind of in no man's land, stuck there. Um, Larson and Bell and Byron kind of there. Then Hamlin, he's basically secured second in the regular season, and Truex has kind of locked up the regular season championship. Stage 1 was won by Michael McDowell, so he got valuable stage points there, even if he didn't win. Would have been a big points day. He and Torres both good days difference thirty four is in victory lane. Thank you for watching, everybody. Michael McDowell gets the win. Next up for the Cup Series, Watkins Glen. Two races left in the regular season. Watkins Glen... And Daytona. We'll have full coverage leaving Indy, going to Watkins Glen. Jesse Iwuji will join the Below the Yell Line podcast tomorrow or Tuesday. That's either coming out tomorrow or Tuesday. Plenty of coverage, though, with Emily and I taking you through this weekend as we go to Watkins Glen. Like, subscribe, comment, share, go listen to our podcast here on the channel or on all major podcast platforms and email us below the line podcast at gmail.com. I'll see you later. Like and subscribe. Goodbye.